Hey everyone, it's Brie back with another episode talking about Roe v. Wade. Um, this time I'm joined by three guests. So I wanted to hop in really quick to give the disclaimer that it might be a little more difficult to follow along this week as there'll be four people, including myself, talking on this episode um, to let y'all know that we'll be talking about sexual assault and rape. We'll be talking about Roe v. Wade. We'll be talking about religion. We'll be talking about a number of different things in this week's episode. So I wanted to hop in and give another disclaimer and the gentle reminder that you're allowed to skip this episode. If it's going to be too heavy for you, I'll still love you and I will catch you next week. Um, This is the last one in the series um, for this month, Um, but I do have two more coming up. But as you know, I'll hop in again with a disclaimer when those episodes come up. So just wanted to give this little disclaimer and reminder and let y'all know to take care of yourselves. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I'm actually joined by three guests, so I'll start by reading their bio, and then we're just going to jump into our conversation. Tiffany, who uses she, her pronouns, is an LVN nurse going on seven years. She is passionate about her career and providing unbiased care to everyone. She is an ally as well as a big advocate for mental health awareness. She is a firm believer that people should have the right to medical autonomy and should be free to have a choice in all fields of medical care. She is a music enthusiast, foodie to the bone, muscle car queen, and loves Betty Page. She is unapologetically herself and takes prides in the struggles it has taken for her to get to where she is today. Jessica, uses she, her pronouns, is a nurse that works in an inclusive sexual wellness clinic. She has a passion for accessible health care and mental health care for all. She is a Satanist and wants more people to be aware of the amazing things that the temple is doing for all of us. And lastly is Connor, who uses he, him pronouns. He is an engineer who has worked in the nuclear manufacturing, military, and data center industries with a passion for public safety and workers' rights. In his spare time, he's a semi-professional strength athlete and dabbles in several creative pursuits. He's Jessica's husband and is also a Satanist. The series that I'm talking about with Roe v. Wade is about me getting at most of my rage. Um, I'm excited to be joined by you two lady nurses to talk about what the medical field aspect's going to look like. But to have Connor here as a man <laughs> and mostly focusing on, for me personally, like I can't get myself pregnant, but 
I feel as though the people who can get other people pregnant, specifically in this term, I'll say men, but we know people with penises. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like I need more of them to be speaking up. So I'm going to start. Yeah. To my <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my name is Connor. Um, I was raised very right wing, very Republican, very anti-gay, all that stuff. Very uh, right Christian, white, white stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Over the years, I've, I've educated myself and kind of questioned what I was taught as I, as I was growing up. And I've come left and more left and more left and more left because um, the arguments don't make sense outside of context of you under you believe that there is a God in the sky who controls all these things. And he says, this is how it's supposed to be. When you start questioning those those power structures and why things are this way, why you're being taught these things. Once you actually start arguing against yourself, you kind of realize they don't make any actual sense. Um, I think that Republicans, for all the evil they have, they are phenomenal at shifting the Overton window. They're really good at making imposing their system of beliefs on the world and making it seem like they are the, the defaults. You know, so like uh, like we just kind of had this conversation of like, well, like they're against gay people getting married. They think only straight people should get married. And the opposite of that isn't everyone should get married. It's only gay people should get married and on, you know, they shouldn't and straight people should just breed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Republicans have done this phenomenal job of fooling everybody that they're that, that the center kind of neutral compromise is crazy far left and their crazy right wing stuff is moderate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with the Roe v. Wade stuff. Yeah, once, <laughs> yeah, we'll get it's, it's a big, it's a big mind. I just always, there's just moments on the show where I regret not making it a visual medium. Mm. I feel like you missed so much of my facial hair. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those. Yes. Yeah. Like, I got a lot of opinions. I just feel like, the, like the, every photo, like just like math, like the wall of like, yeah, trying to get the strings connected. I'm like, mm. how is that? Like Rayman. So Roe v. Roe v. Wade is just a culmination of 40 years of Republican lawmaking and efforts to, a lot of effort. to get their yeah. white Christian power ethno states power and control. It's exactly yes. it. Yes. So it, this is just Trump got three justices on the Supreme Court. They're finally getting their way. It's which we also culmination saw of the culture. And I think that's what made me so mad is people are like, oh, I'm like shocked. I'm like, if you have been paying attention <laughs> yeah. at all. Mm -hmm to America the last 300 some odd years in, in its existence, then how are you shocked? And shocked think, isn't think, the word. It's naive. They're not, it's, naive. It's ignorant and naive. Because mm. the thing is, is people don't realize like, yes, your point, America is 300 some odd years old. It's a young country. Like mm. people are like, oh, America's been here forever. Dude, UK, Italy, all thousands of years. Mm. Okay, like compared to our 300 some odd years, like it's, it's rough. And yeah. those countries did not establish where they are today through you know, just, oh, all of a sudden they woke up one day and like, oh, it is what it is, you know, right. like it's There's blood years of blood and war, and, you know, like and ancestral royal families and all kinds of craziness, okay? Yeah. So like, it's it's not shocking. Like, it's it's just, come on guys. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess I'll pass the baton over to oh. Jessica. So just get it, keep us on track, I'm sorry. No, yeah. you're, no, no, please, this is totally <laughs> fine. I, I like the rage. Mm. Not there is not that we are unscripted for a reason. I just want... <laughs> I just, I just feel like it's gonna all make sense and flow together, especially like knowing you both for like three minutes. I'm like, if he grew up super conservative, I'm like, I do not get that vibe from you, Jessica. I'm uh -huh. just like, mm -hmm. I need to know. Um, okay, I'm Jessica. I was <laughs> raised very leftist. Um, my dad's physically disabled, so fighting for uh, the rights of all Americans have always been a very big part of my life and upbringing. 
I was trained to be a bully for those who were being bullied. So I don't know. That's a vibe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just super leftist. I was raised uh, atheist. And then I found the temple who just really seems to be focused on bodily autonomy and mm-hmm. treating other people with respect. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me. Yeah. I have so many feelings. Okay. For Jessica and Tiffany, what does it look like for you as nurses at a clinic that I feel like is very progressive? What have been the conversation? What are your feelings? How are your brains? And I also want to point out like still dealing with COVID as well. So I just feel like it's this layering on top of everything of like, we've seen how abortion with SB8 was felt Mm -hmm. and now this. And then I also remember at the beginning of the pandemic, reading an article about a woman who wanted to do work with Planned Parenthood and get an abortion, but something was happening in Texas at the time that she had to drive to Colorado, have the abortion there and then drive back by herself. And I just think about like, as a person who has considered abortion, thought I was pregnant, I wasn't, but I was definitely not gonna mm-hmm. have that child if I was. And I'm, this happened recently, it, it was 31, so a couple months ago. Um, but it just, one, it wasn't the right time and two, the person would have been with, which is not the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at abortion options for me and, and doing research and finding research from reputable sources mm-hmm. of what goes through your body during an abortion and just being like, this isn't like chewing gum and just being like, I'm gonna just nope. like decide today to go like have an abortion it's like people right. do it because it's life-saving mm-hmm. or, you know, the pregnancy isn't going to be viable. One, yeah, viable. It's going to make it through. Or you could just say you're not ready to have a baby. And I'm, and I just was not ready to have a baby. Exactly. And that's a totally valid reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because I think the biggest thing for me is like, people are very looking at narrow picture on this. They're not looking at big picture mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we think it's wrong. So it's wrong. Like, no, that's not it. Like what you're basically going to wind up doing is you're going to like, you know, with the most gone to example is people who are victims of sexual assault, Mm -hmm. who wind up getting pregnant by their rapist. You're going to tell that, that person who is already going through a very traumatic event, Mm -hmm. who is already having all these problems that BT dubs, you're pregnant and you're not allowed to have an abortion. You have to carry this fetus to term. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have rates and suicide, you know, Mm -hmm. go up. It's going to skyrocket. Unfortunately, you're going to have child abuse go up because, Mm -hmm. you know, give it like, abortion is hard. So is giving up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't think. Well, just give it up for adoption. Giving up a child for adoption is hard too. Like, you know, it's not like just passing off a puppy. It's not a perfect system either. It's not. The adoption system in America is very- Our foster care is already overwhelmed. Like we do not have enough foster homes for these children in the system. Mm -hmm. So you're going to add more children to the system of women who weren't allowed to have abortions. And it's just going to cause this hectic, chaotic situation that in the medical field, I know that we're going to see a lot of, you know, suicidal ideation mm-hmm. in the inpatient behavioral clinics. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of backdoor Botched. abortions. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. That they're going to get infections. They're going to come in. They're going to have like mutilation and scarring. And, yes. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. It's, it's difficult to have this conversation because everyone here understands things from the same point of view of it. It's a women's rights issue. It is giving people autonomy over their own bodies and, and giving them the freedom to do what they want with their mm-hmm. lives. It's hard to have discussions with right wing people because, again, I was right right wing. Mm -hmm. That's not the conversation they're having. Right. Mm. The conversation they see is, oh, we're saving unborn children. We are saving lives for Jesus. They literally think that because it says in the Bible that God says, procreate the earth. And, you know, yeah. And and, and that's what it is. Yeah. I just watched the Our Father documentary on Netflix. It's wild watching. So there is a small minority of Christians who are in power who have this idea of this. 
white Christian ethno state, but a majority of Christians aren't seeing that. They just aren't really uncomfortable with that. Mm, right. They're just kind of complicit. They've been told this narrative of, you know, we're trying to save kids and we're trying to do the right thing because Jesus loves all his children. And they're having a fundamentally different argument. So they don't care about what you're going to say. But you if they would that read the first. Bible, if they would read the Bible, like mm-hmm. I literally have more knowledge about the Bible than half the freaking Christians in this state. Okay. I was like, I do an abortion. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's just, it's ridiculous because it's like, it goes back to my argument of love everyone right mm-hmm. love everyone love one another as i have loved you like new stop testament, judging new testament for sure yeah new testament for sure i mean i know old testament abraham you know Ooh. i got you whatever but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> calm down oh, yeah, uh, but like it's just it's so frustrating because you have these hardcore right wingers that are like you're killing a child you're killing a child like mm-hmm. you're literally not like if that egg were to come mm. out of the uterus at that moment, at six weeks, eight yep. weeks, ten weeks, it's not sustainable. It would not walk. It immediately mm. perishes. Yes. Yeah, it physically can't. It is not yes. yet. It is not yet alive, so it can't die. Yes. So how are you killing a child? So, but but again, Republicans aren't concerned with that. A lot of right wing Christians aren't concerned with that argument. They are concerned with we want this to be reality. We're going to come up with every argument right. justifies that end goal. So they're going to say, right. oh, it starts with the heartbeat, the most. One of the earliest things that happens in the development is at six weeks when that's but you, before women usually know they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So the, the argument we have to have, keep having is, no, we can define life because most people aren't crazy and saying like, oh, very, very late in a pregnancy, that's probably a kid. If you kick out right now, it can sustain its own life. It, it'll survive. Most people aren't against that argument. But they don't want to have that argument. But that here's the thing. You yeah. can have a heartbeat, but if that baby is born because its brain did not develop, mm-hmm. it will not survive. Yep. Right. So how can you justify this? You know, I, I'm coming at you like you're the person. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. Like I'm like, I'm going to run across the table. Like, like, <laughs> uh, I know, but like, it's, it's such an asinine concept because it's like, how can you justify this turnover of Roe versus Wade, which by the way, I was reminded by someone in my family, like, well, Roe versus Wade is a federal thing. It wasn't that abortion was legal. It's just, it's putting the power back to the States. Nope. Like, okay. Remember, I grew right. up right wing too. Yeah. So like, okay, like, so I'm just like, okay, I was like, we're done with this conversation. Like, I, I, can't, I don't even have the breath to, for this. But I'm just like, you know, it's, you cannot justify because they have a heartbeat. I mean, it's just stupid because like you have not, like when people are vegetables brain dead, sorry, I shouldn't say vegetables brain dead. Yes, yes. Uh, in a hospital bed, that means that there's no brain activity. Mm-hmm. That means they have no continuity of life. Their heart is still beating. Your heart is still beating, mm-hmm. like, until you're, like... That depends if I'm not giving them medicine. <laughs> I've had tons of bodies that I've kept very alive. But that is yeah. not a sentient, sentient person. Neither is a fetus. Exactly. A fetus had no thoughts. My thing also is, like, this argument, and I, and I can never quite grasp mm. the separation of church and state when we start talking about abortion access. <sighs> Because we were, it's it's always like you're here, you're free to come here and practice your religion. But then we literally bake religion into our arguments and our laws around abortion, right? Yeah. Because that is the way that we have been manipulated and raised yeah. in this country. We have been raised with Protestant beliefs, right? With, with, with Quaker establishments, yeah. you know, like it, it comes in and it's like, yo, what's up? You know, well, like you want to hear a fun fact I learned? Sure, give it to me. I, I like learned about linguistics. But, yes. Uh, so the formal thou, as opposed to the informal you mm-hmm. in the English language, stopped being used because Protestants only use thou. They like to be formal with everything, and no one wanted to sound like a Protestant Quaker, um, so they stopped saying thou. That's why we don't use it anymore. 
Well, good. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them, people. Yeah. Fuck thou, people. Right. <laughs> I, I just, I just have so many questions of like. Mm-hmm. So here's that. I'm gonna get political really quickly. Do it. That's oh, fine. Do oh, it. Let's do it. No politics yes. here. Thank you. Oh, okay. I just, as a person who doesn't believe in the two-party system at all, uh-huh. me either. Oh yeah. Right there. It's all a goddamn friggin' mess. Uh-huh. Um. What a great scam. I know Truly. it's it's the best freaking Ponzi scheme. Like you have op- you have scheme. options. These two though, I'm like no, that's not options. Those are decisions. I'm the burn it to the ground type. I'm like anarchy all the way. Okay, but right now I've just been feeling so angry in general, mm. but specifically around the Democrats. Oh uh-huh. yes, they what's failed. your problem with the Democrats? Why are we like <laughs> we have been we they have been just too fucking nice these, ni- these nicety politics of like we have to come together and play the both sides no, no, like, so no you don't no you Republicans don't no. never do thank you I, no i'm gonna throw in my little uh, uh opinion onion here it's, yeah. it might be a little stinky but it's got some layers that's that's the thing i say all the time at work this is my opinion onion so here's the thing i do not huh everyone likes cakes no no everyone's opinions i'm with you so like well that's why i call it an opinion onion because it's stinky it's smelly sometimes it's sweet when you cook it but it's got layers so here's the thing the democrats i feel like it's a farce so Mm -hmm. this is you know like i said i'm an anarchist right Mm -hmm. like i think what it is is they're not it's not that they're being too nice it's not that they're trying to like oh well we need to check find find common ground with the republicans no Mm -hmm. it is all about power and control all of them your government is not for you i will say that into the mic your government is not for you if you think your government is for you you are ignorant and naive and you need to go stick your head in the sand stupid like it's it's so frustrating because I think it's all just about it's about power control. It's about keeping people suppressed in a ecosystem where it's like you have no money to do anything. You have no power to do anything. You now are in poverty, you know, like and yes, as we know, the African-American population are the ones who are going to suffer the most from this because it's just like i can't even get my words out it's just so like frustrating it's a lot it's a lot and i just it's not i think that the democrats are playing a very fine fiddle tune with this just like the republicans are it's all like well a friend of mine posted as long as you've gotten vote that's the solution just go and vote oh we'll start correcting this that wasn't my rage that's the solution for sure it does that was my friend made a good post a good point of like as soon as this opinion came out, the amount of texts we all started getting from Democrats, yeah. donate, help us. I'm like, mm-hmm. we we well, went out. You we, have majority. You have majority. We went out and voted. We're still fighting against voter suppression. Some of a still, still in the middle of a pandemic. There's a Democratic president. <laughs> like you can make air, quote, order. air quotes. Yes, yeah. air quotes. There's air a Democratic There's a blue president. <laughs> okay. You're right, Jill. His wife. I trust Jill. Doctor Jill. Doctor Jill. Jill. I'm gonna get my yeah, I just so that, that that's been the biggest thing too. Of just like I need more people in the Democratic seats to do more. Now there are Democrats who are trying to buck up against the system, and I know it's a system, but at the same time, it's like this system has never worked. So what are we doing it now? You're saying now we had majority and all the other things. Like we have not used it, and now we're waiting until something catastrophic, which we all saw coming five years ago, mm-hmm. to now decide to step up and like, oh, now we're ready to react. Like, why won't we be proactive about this? Which I want to throw something else in here, too, that kind of goes along the same lines. Um, so I've heard a lot of people, fem- females, people with uteruses saying that, oh, this is men's fault. This is men's fault. 
fuck men, men suck, blah, no. blah, blah. Let me tell you something. There are plenty of yep. female senators who, yes, mm-hmm. who set, signed off on this yeah. as well. Yeah. So stop the man hating. It's not just, yes, men suck sometimes, but it's not, you know. Well, you can be inferior at patriarchy. Yes. And so and it's not and like individual men. It's two separate things. Yeah. And the, the, the internalized misogyny from women, specifically white women in positions of power. Mm-hmm. Yes. That perpetuate these systems. And let me say something else on this. These rich white folks, men and women are still going to have access to abortions. I promise you, you, they will still have access to abortions. If their mistresses get pregnant, if their daughters get pregnant, if their wives get pregnant, unwanted, they will still be able to get abortions no matter what. And that is why it's so fucked up that this is happening. Like I'm rage. Welcome to the rage. I I am here. (laughs) I've been here. Like my skin's turning red. I'm like, ah, like it's just, it's ridiculous. And you know, like what we were discussing earlier, like I'm blonde, white female go into my gynecology office Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Hey, I've got a child who's special needs. We think Mm -hmm. it's genetic. I would like to have a tubal ligation or well it's it started i first started as i would like an oophorectomy because i have pcos i get really bad cysts on my ovaries they're very painful once a month what's mm-hmm. the difference between the two for people who aren't medical people oh <laughs> so oophorectomy <laughs> is yes. the actual removal of the ovaries while the tubal ligation is just severing the fallopian tubes yes huh. all the way end to end so it's not tying tubes it's actually like removing the whole tube so you would still have a cycle regularly yes have- oh yes i still get my period i still get cysts what's <laughs> a month you just is- can't get pregnant yes right okay so you went to your doctor yes so i went to my doctor and she was like well i'm not gonna do an oophorectomy on you because you're too young right you still need your hormones it'll fuck you up blah 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 and i'm like well bitch it already fucks me up so <laughs> just give me an oophorectomy and she's like no but we can talk about a tubal ligation but you have to wait two weeks to think about it and you need to talk to your significant other who you're not even married to by the way and ask if he's okay with this and I literally went home and there um and I was like hey I want to get fixed and he knew what I meant like you know I want to get a tubal ligation I don't want to get pregnant blah blah, blah. and he said cool okay whatever yeah. you know, like, it's not his fucking business yes it's, yeah. and he even said that he's like it's not my business like you know like if that's how you feel now i'm okay either way if you want to have a kid if you don't want to have a kid i don't care you know like and i'm like great thank you like i literally called the next day and she's like well i think you should think about it for a couple you know for the rest of the time remaining because i have a lot of patients who regret it afterwards and that's not me and I'm like, lady, if I'm coming to you with this, I've already thought about it. Don't you think I've already had yeah. this conversation with myself in the mirror? Like, right. also, no one's gonna be like, I want to get a surgery. Too. Yeah, it's not. An, yes. It's not really only thing. The same it's, thing with the abortion stuff. Like, an abortion isn't easy. It's not fun. It sounds so stressful and hard. No one's just like, I'm gonna go get fucking knocked up so I can go do this thing. Yes. No, it's no not one, fun. It's not yeah, going to the This is this is a meditated thought about thing you talk to your family you bounced ideas off people you talk to yourself like you're figuring yes. out this is something it's, you yes. want it's difficult to navigate that line between being a responsible practitioner of medicine so mm-hmm. a surgeon won't do a plastics for surgery because they feel it's a, it's too the person's too young sure 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 there's it's a fine line between that and we are paternalistically 
performing medicine mm -hmm. where we are making decisions for them that aren't our decisions right but that's where it comes your in your whole thing is i can advise you on what this procedure is i can educate you but right. it's not yeah, informed choice. consent is real yes right. informed consent is very real like we we do informed consent all the time like yeah. why does it not matter when it comes to women specifically mm -hmm. making decisions for their body mm -hmm. a man can walk into an office his doctor's office and say hey dude i've got three kids i want a vasectomy yep. cool sit down snip snip yep. done that and is. it's like basically like an out it is like done, you know, and that's what drives me insane. And I actually had to like explain this to someone in my life because this person was not aware of this fact mm -hmm. um, because this person was like, well, why, why are you having to think about this? Why are you having to do this now? Like, why are you having to wait? Well, because this is this, you know, it used to be a psyche valve for hysterectomies. Like I said before, what? <laughs> Just the system hates women. Oh yeah. The system hates women because women are breed horses it, and mules to right. share. So this is, this is what I have a disconnect with a lot of leftist discussion. I don't think that Republicans, I think Christians hate women. I don't think they understand the way women feel. It's not that right-wing people hate women. It's that they've never been in an environment in a country whose cultural values are seeing them as full people. So it's not a hatred. It's, it's they've never seen the point of view and people acting like women are people. Well, which is very true. different so so when you so so when you have this talk so i i my one of my favorite things to do is people work i work a lot engineering is a very right wing yes. unfortunately dominated field yes when i have like right wing coworkers, i can't open with they hate women because they shut they shut off yeah when you're trying to convert atheists into believers you have to be welcoming like mm -hmm. oh man it's it's really unfortunate that you know we're raised not to see women as these full autonomous things that's an easier mm -hmm. palatable Yes. more digestible statement because when you go against them they're, they're going to shut off well and it, sh it goes back to the religious aspect mm -hmm. because a lot of people like He's well cool. i shouldn't say a lot of people <laughs> like i've heard people go back to like oh well god created adam but then he created eve from his rib because mm -hmm. he should he is under and should stay beside him and yada yada or like yeah, yeah like it's no, stupid didn't. right like it's ridiculous. Like, oh, Eve was a doting, you know, loyal wife. And blah, blah, blah. like, but she had an apple that got them cast out. Yeah. How was she loving and doting? Why is calling Adam's apple? Neither. Either. It was actually, a, I think it was a prince or something like yeah. that. It's actually not an apple. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All that's fake. I just try not to have that conversation at all because it's, it's much faster to say, those two people never existed and your God's fake. <laughs> right. I'm not going to have this conversation Ooh. with yeah. with you about what your god says because if your god was real he'd strike me down oh my god i'm still talking yes exactly I'm yeah just fucked up. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> well that's the end of the podcast we'll that's the end of the podcast we i just uh, i also think about you know been doing some reading online about how like abortion became the new like segregation because like when segregation got passed mm -hmm. they needed another, they needed another thing to yes, focus their on hobby. Yes. and I, I mean, a new hobby and i and i like you said already at this table like women of color are going to be the ones who suffer the most mm -hmm. yes and that's the whole system and the system in place between if we look at the whole history of america but like, black people were enslaved we were segregated we had black wall street burned down like mm -hmm. we have never had the ability to gain anything and work towards anything and then like mm -hmm. and i'll be like there's oprah who's wealthy i'm like one in a million okay. like there are things yeah that happen. you wealthy is right. not it does like, not which, yeah. it's not the default like i yeah. i feel like especially living here in texas i can just throw a rock and hit three wealthy white right. people living in the south <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
So that's another Just thing. Just like with, familial wealth, <laughs> like deep wealth. That's, that's another whole outlook thing with talking to a lot of conservative people. So my, my dad, I've been slowly bringing it left for a couple of years. I, I came out to him in the last couple of years. I, I told him I'm an atheist, I'm a Satanist, whatever. I just love but, that that's your coming out story. Well, yeah. I gaslit my, my dad. He gaslit him about here's it. My, here's my coming out story. So I'm bisexual. For those not listening, <laughs> my name is Connor and I'm bisexual. Connor, welcome. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I was I was closeted to my family for the longest time and I came out to my dad by saying, oh, because like he already knew that I had a, a couple of unsuccessful suicide attempts. He knew that I was atheist. So he knew some things. He knew that he didn't know a lot about me mm -hmm. and that he didn't really know who I was as an adult. And so I was like, as you know, I'm bisexual and I had these boyfriends. And I just kind of slipped it in oh, yeah. and I saw his face just change and just like, oh, I was supposed to know this already. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want to have this conversation with you. Let's, yeah. I'm going to let you digest that in your own time. <laughs> I'm really here for this. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, but... <laughs> As you know already. Like, I think that's like the best coming out, like, as you already, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor, I'm gonna, that my family that. knows, but I might come out again. Like, hi, <laughs> as you know, I think all genders. I really uh, wish this was, like, a visual. It's way easier, because like, now the onus is on them to say, I'm not actually okay with that, because I'm assuming you already are. Yeah. Now yeah. you have to say some weird shit. Now you do weird. But as you were saying, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, weird. you're... But, um... <laughs> now I want to talk about more of his coming out stuff. Whatever. 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 We... <laughs> another podcast. Another I just want to throw it in there. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Connor's dad is a very sweet person, whatever. I am also bi. Um, Connor's dad had the audacity to be like, you know, being gay is a genetic mutation oh because God. of the things that we eat, like McDonald's. And I like said it back to him. I'm like, Do, <laughs> did I hear you correctly that you think like I'm gay? Because like I eat McDonald's. He's yeah. like, yeah, because I had a French fry at four. Because I had a French fry at four. My mom just ate a Big Mac while she was pregnant. With me. <laughs> well, then my He's parents like, yeah. are like the the whole like championship runners of like keeping their gayness in because they ate McDonald's like <laughs> motherfuckers. It was just wild. <laughs> like, um, I know. But to get what you were saying um, about how it's going to affect uh, mostly women of color, mm -hmm. minorities, poor people more than anybody. Republicans don't want to hear the argument. They don't care about that because what they hear is, well, if I was in a situation, here's what I would do, which is not the conversation we're having. But the system was built through them. So well, they, well, they don't have that. So when you say, oh, well, this is going to be a problem for rising teen pregnancy rates, or this is going to be a problem for STIs, whatever the issue is, mm -hmm. they're not going to hear, oh, we need to fix the system because we need to govern and create public programs and education. Yeah. They don't care. What no. they hear is, what would I do in that situation? Yeah, why don't it? you just do it this way? So all their solutions, every Republican solution is always individualistic. Mm -hmm. It's, well, what can I do in the situation? Not, well, everyone has to work within the system. How are we going to fix the system? Because that's a bigger conversation. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, they don't have that answer. And then I'm wondering, like, if we're saying all that, then in, in, to go back to what you were saying, Tiffany, mm -hmm. like, if we will, if wealthy conservative people in positions of power, their people will still have access to abortion. How do they feel about that then? I'm sorry. Like, how do conservatives feel about that? No, but it, but it's it's seen not or like it's seen not heard type of thing. It's like a, it stays behind it. closed doors. You know, like it's one of those things where it's like we know you're. So like, if I access, if I was sleeping with a powerful conservative mm -hmm. senator, which yeah. I can't do that. Preach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would take a boat. <laughs> anyway, um, but if I was sleeping with some senator. God forbid. I'm not going to say what that was going to say. Anyway, <laughs> let's call him Ralph. Let's say Ralph sure. is some conservative senator from Louisiana. Sure. Um, sure. And yeah. he and I are lovers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I end up pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yes. We all know that Ralph would pay for me to get an abortion. Oh, yes. okay, right. He would fly you to another place to go get an abortion. Mm -hmm. Ralph would know that? 
you would know that Ralph's wife might know that Ralph's buddies might know that that play golf with him on Saturdays but as long as Ralph's, even voters. Though, as long as Ralph's voters don't know that because they would okay. definitely give me an NDA what's really interesting is like even if Ralph's voters know they probably wouldn't care no they probably wouldn't because <laughs> they would say well you know he's, he's a man of God he's a man of God and yeah we never mistake and yeah. yeah the biggest example that I can give for this is fucking Billy Graham Mm. Look at how much evil that man has done mm. and gotten away with because he's a man of God. Yeah. Okay, like large air quotes, <laughs> you, very large air quotes. <laughs> you know, like ridiculous. Mm. And it it's the same concept. If you're a white wealthy man of God, what you do, uh, we'll give you a little slap on the wrist for it. Just don't do it again, you know. But if you do, make sure it's you know you can't see, wink. but I'm winking at Just her. Wink, 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 wink. You know, <laughs> make sure it's like you know maybe behind. Yeah. Another thing that I was running into, uh, again, weirdly with a whole bunch of white women, white women who are against abortions, who have had abortions, they've all said, not all of them, a good handful were like, I'm so happy that I got an abortion that helped my life so much. I was, I was 18. I couldn't have done it, but I don't want you to get an abortion. It's wrong for you to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. Yes, I ran in that t- into that too. It's so weird, especially in the medical field, mm-hmm. in the medical community, because, you know, we have to ask about surgical histories and stuff like that. Abortion is a surgery, so it's on there, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them don't, but some of them do admit to it. But yes, it's, you know, like, oh, well, you had an abortion. Like, oh yeah, but, you know, like, I'm not for that, you know? Like, oh, what, what the fuck, Marianne? Why like, not? <laughs> like, yeah, like. It's the story you tell yourself. I'm not this person who would get an abortion. Right, it's denial. Yeah, it's, it's more than the idea that just... other people are going to like abuse it, which again falls back into this: why do you have this concept that people are going to go purposely get pregnant <laughs> yes. to then go through getting an abortion? Yes, correct. That is right. And then I've had people say, "Well, why don't you just behave and take your birth control like you should, and not get fucked up and get?" Oh, now you're assuming I can get birth control. Yes. Now you're assuming I can get birth control. Now you're assuming that I have money for condoms. Not only that, but birth control is not 100. percent Okay, let's throw that out. Now there. you're assuming I know how safe sex works. Now you're assuming I'm educated. Oh yeah, that. you yes. think I'm in Texas? Like and I got sex ed. Sex ed? No. no, I think it's like what 25 percent of uh, Texas schools don't you? Did y'all grow up here sex and go to school no. here? Okay, so, so, so let me explain to you the sexual education in Texas. Okay, like it is <laughs> based in fear mongering and religious bias they literally i remember walking into my 10th grade biology class and they literally had a giant picture blown up picture of a man's anus with genital warts coming out of it Mm. on there like this will happen to you if you have sex you know like which i'm not saying that's not allowed in there and that shouldn't be part of the conversation that's just not the only thing you can do (laughs) i know but i'm just saying like but that's fear mongering it's fear mongering and it's like if you have sex you're bad if you have sex you're going to hell you know like but let me explain something pushes kids to have sex more because let me tell you something it makes sure having sex people sex feels good sex Sex feels great it is fun yes yes and stis are not a punishment for sex you are a human bacteria love hot wet dark places and we are hot wet dark things stis (laughs) happen pregnancy is not a punishment Mm -hmm. for sex why are we treating babies as a punishment for sex? Right. And why are we treating abortions as a taboo towards this? Like, oh, well, this is like God's will. Like, why are we saying that? Oh, well, you got pregnant because it was God's will. You know, like, why are, why are you got pregnant because of science? Yeah. I, well, mean, I got pregnant because I was awesome. Are you sure? Are you sure Jesus wasn't steering them little spermies? But it's you also know? like, I was just talking to another friend about this earlier, like the 
first of all, the amount of like logistics that goes into even getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's amazing that we even get pregnant ever. Like, it's not, it's fake. A herd of elephants at yeah. all times. Okay. So I can't even. Um, <laughs> but I think about that, like as a person, like I don't have a normal cycle. They don't know why it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. We'll digest another episode. But I think about now, like if I would have gotten pregnant by the person I thought I was pregnant by, I wouldn't know because I don't have a regular period. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though I was safe, I did all the things. I'm not currently on birth control because I was like, I don't, I'm not having sex. I'm don't need to get the pill. Yeah. I'm also a grown up who can make the decision. Exactly. Also, I was not sleeping with myself at the moment. Um, so if I did get pregnant, I didn't inseminate myself. Um, but just all those things I think about, like if even just for me to get pregnant, I I wouldn't know. I physically would not know. I would have had to take like I took a lot of pregnancy tests. Interesting you say that because I was told when I was diagnosed with PCOS when I was 14 mm-hmm. that my chances of getting pregnant were like less than 25 yeah mm-hmm. very very slim to none now imagine saying that to a 14 year old and what that does to their brain oh yeah oh i can't get pregnant poor girl. Yeah, yeah i can't get pregnant so then fast forward four years i'm doing it you know like no protection no birth control nothing bonding. yes i'm bonding you know i don't want to say that about that man but <laughs> um but like i'm you know doing it right i don't have regular periods because i have pcos mm-hmm. right at that time and um yeah I wound I, so this is how I found out I was pregnant I used to be a heavy smoker and I could not stand the smell of cigarettes anymore I was making you nauseous and then I tried to eat a ham and cheese sandwich and, with a glass of milk and I threw it up all over my living room mm-hmm. and I was like oh and I'm like thinking about like the time of the month and I'm like well, when was my last period you know like but I can't go based off that because mm-hmm. like, I don't have normal periods and yeah. like so I was like I need to go get a test so I took a pregnancy test and it was positive mm-hmm. and I'm like I thought I couldn't get pregnant, you know, like, mm-hmm. because you're young, you're, yeah. you're naive, you know, because yeah. it's not going to happen to me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen to me, right? You're not naive, you just you've never been educated. Right. Yes. Well, and I was told that my chances were very slim, mm-hmm. you know, but what they did not tell me is and that enough, weight enough. loss increases your chances of PCOS and then all of a sudden it's like boom baby you know and I'm 18 years old I am just about to graduate high school and no prospects in life you know like it just it sounds really scary yeah it, oh it was terrifying and that's why the situation in Texas? earlier yeah oh yeah in Texas in North Bible Belt Texas okay like mm-hmm. above Dallas Texas so that's yes yeah so like it was this whole thing like my dad passed away during my pregnancy and um I grew up very similar to Connor in a very religious family same religion um I mean I don't, I mean, I don't care if y'all know what it is, but it was Mormonism. Mormons. Mm-hmm. Oh, you Mormon too? Oh, yeah. no, I, I was, I was in the church. You yeah. know, um, but <laughs> that's, that's a whole different flavor. Too. Yes. Yes. So like growing up, my dad passed away and I was seven and a half months pregnant when he passed away. Mm-hmm. The Bishop of the church literally came to me and my son's father and was like, Hey, mm-hmm. you need to buy an engagement ring and wear it to your dad's funeral. So people think you're married. And I was like, yeah, the elders do that uh, shit. Yes, the yes. The bishop, because he was a close family friend, by the way, close family friend. And so, yes, he came up to me and told me that we needed to buy a ring. So we went to Walmart, bought a cheap, like $60 ring. I wore it. People were like, oh, I didn't know you got married. And I did not give a fuck. I was like, I ain't fucking married. They're making me wear it. You know, like, <laughs> I give a shit. I mean, I'm seven and a half months pregnant. My dad is lying in a box, doesn't yeah. even look like himself. Like, you think I'm going to be compliant to right. your, that you know, side wing ways? Yes. Like, I was pissed. I was so pissed. I mean, and that's super off topic, but no, it, it goes back to like, but it's also about control again. Yeah. It, it back is. to controlling women. And, you know, I actually thought about getting an abortion. So, this is my like a little abortion story. 
Um, when I found out I was pregnant, things were not well in my life, obviously, especially with my son's father, things were really rocky. And so I called my mom and I'm standing in the garage and I'm crying and I'm like, look, I want to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Would not. If you do that, if you make that decision to do that, you will not stay in my home. We do not believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know, we do not do that. You know, like you can give him up for, give the baby up for adoption, whatever, mm-hmm. but we do not do abortion. If you choose to do that, you know, that you need to keep this baby. It'll be good for you. You it, learn to be a mother, yada, yada, yada. It's God's will. You know, that baby is innocent, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. typical stuff. So I wound up making the decision to not have an abortion. Now, I don't regret it. I love my son. He mm-hmm. is amazing. And he was literally put here for me because like of his needs and, you yeah. know, it, it's, a, it was because of who he is it raising him. Yeah. It is who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, like it has really put me forth out there, but I can't imagine like, had I been in a, like an even worse situation, mm-hmm. like you're telling me I have to like, like, I want to have an abortion. Like if I want to have an abortion, let me have an abortion. Right. Don't use religion and don't use a guilt trip against me to stay pregnant. And, and the arguments that you hear from Christians are always very simplistic. Their, yes. their, their solutions are always, well, just this. Yes. When solutions for such a multifaceted issue in, in society with millions of people are never simple. No. The, the fallout and the consequences of these decisions are so multifaceted and take a long time. We have people with whole careers our legislation and figuring these policies out for the good of the, for the people and Republicans don't hear that. They okay. hear, we'll just fucking close your legs. Yeah. Just this. Get on and, birth control. And that's all they're getting that because that's the solution. If you, just did that, the answer. If, if you just did this, then it's your fucking problem. So they feel you justified and punishing you with this thing. And that's their point of view. So let me give you a statistic. I mean, it's not an actual statistic. I don't know. I'm going to say some numbers out loud. Because it's personal experience out of I can tell you this mm-hmm. out of my graduating high school class mm-hmm. I think two people graduated virgins mm-hmm. two people oh yeah people are fucking yeah so let me ask the right-wing Christian people this like who also fucked yep. when they were not married like will be fucking yes how many like how, how how well is your sexual education working right you know how well is your fear mongering working you know and then you want to ban abortions so how well do you think that's going to be for the economy mm-hmm. how well do you think that's going to be for people who you know are already struggling to get baby formula which is non-existent right now because there's none on the shelves mothers of children cannot get formula for their children you know like and you want to add on to that yep. you know like what the fuck are you thinking? You know, like why? It's, that's not how the thought processes work. Right. No, I, I'm, I know that, but at the same time, I'm still like, what no. the fuck? It's, it's <laughs> outrageous to us because we understand we've been, in the, we've all been poor. We've all, like, some of us have been homeless, and yes. I'm like, I understand what it's like to fucking live out of my car and be struggling. I understand how these little differences in legislation make a huge fucking difference in, in everything, right? But like, Christians don't see that. They, they see the story that they tell themselves of this is how things should be. So any deviation from that is ignorable. Right, right. You know, and like you said, all their answers are very simplistic. Like it's so simple to be a mother. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Oh, Your baby's gonna be fine. He's gonna, gonna be, be healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That's what you were made for, really. My son yeah. has osteoporosis. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is 11 years old and mm-hmm. has one of like a very degenerative bone disease that mm-hmm. most women get after menopause. Mm-hmm. And but it's so simple to be a mother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so simple. He he had a fractured sternum. Okay, the sternum is one of the strongest bones of the body. Right. But it's so simple to be a mother. Oh, 
thank you Christians for the guidance in my life. You know, like it's just the most asinine thing to say to people. Well, then I think about that too. Like just have the baby, like, but will I have help? Like, yeah. and then if I, especially as a woman of color, like if I get on welfare, then I'm a welfare queen mm-hmm. and I'm cheating the system. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are, I could have Do you even have a job that's going to let you take time off to have the baby? Exactly. Probably not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Do you have a car to be able to make it to and from, you know, your doctor's appointments and, you know, can, do I have access to healthcare? Do you even have access to healthcare? Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's it's heartbreaking, is what it is. Honestly, it's, in Texas, we got seventeen point seven percent of people who do not have insurance. Oh, you're spoiling the statistics right now. <laughs> yeah, we love numbers. It's uh, again like everything. Again, you know, everybody's very right wing. Mm-hmm. Everything when I hear these discussions talks down to how I process information because I have both sides of my brain, mm-hmm. which is like. I know this is how their thought process works. They being people who are raised very conservative yes. and the other side just being like, but this is the way the world is. Yes. And it's it's so hard to complete that disconnect to bridge that disconnect because we can talk amongst ourselves and say, oh, isn't this crazy? Isn't this whatever? And and, and shout and preach to the, to, the, to the chorus, but what's it gonna do? Right. Moving forward from here, the thing we have to do is start talking to our coworkers and our conservative fan members and learn how to actually convince people. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, whenever I, whenever I talk about these things, I always want to see well, what, what can we actually do? What's going to change? Mm-hmm. Right. Where can we take it from here? And I honestly hate saying this because this is just how I feel in this moment because mm-hmm. of the rage. It's like, I just, I don't see it now. I don't mm-hmm. see a life being a tunnel at this point because it's like, what, what, like what we fought so hard for Roe versus Wade. It had to go to the federal fucking court mm-hmm. for it to even become an existence. Yep. And now mm-hmm. they're overturning it and like, oh, ha, ha, ha. like, hello, we have a, not to mention all the years we had the chance to actually make it federally protected and they didn't take it that was one of like obama's running things wasn't mm-hmm. it was uh-huh. that he was going to do it and he's like actually no never mind yeah, yeah. that's fun that's really not a priority right now yeah okay. eh, thanks cool. thanks buddy president biden saw some samples canceled student debt biden well, hasn't done anything you say he's gonna do so like texas is like what <laughs> uh one of the, seven of the top ten uh, states with the most teenage, pregnancy. teenage pregnancies mm-hmm. and I think like what 19% of those pregnancies they already had one kid already yep. yes and these are ages 15 to 19 it's because of the fear-mongering sex education and not giving the sex education that's appropriate for that it's oh, not yeah. it's not being sex positive mm-hmm. it's not being sex positive because again fucking feels good mm-hmm. How, that. I what, what was your at, what was your attitude with sex being being really warm and Go ahead and finish you chewing your cookie. <laughs> I'll talk about my sex things. Yeah. My parents were very sex positive. Same. Um, very much. You don't just go on a lot and buy a car. You're going to test drive it first. And like, <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah, this is fun. One of the best examples I have that for my life is that I had like my first boyfriend. I was like 14. I was super into it. Didn't really like kissing him. And I was like, maybe I just don't like kissing. Maybe I'm just not into sex, whatever. Ended up breaking up with him. Then started being like my high school sweetheart. And we made out all the time. And I was like, oh, yeah. I like this. I like this person. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck! If I ended up marrying that first guy, right. I just been very, yeah. Eh. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually just talking with a friend about the conversation on the birds and the bees. Yes. What the fuck is the birds and bees? I don't know. How does I... that work? Like theoretically, <laughs> just think about it. Yeah, birds, birds and, bees. and bees. Yes. I want to say know. I knew this at some point. I'm so sorry. That's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, what is the conversation? I, I, like, what I, is? What is the birds and the bees? Because like my family was like very anatomically correct. Like, girls have vaginas, boys yeah. have penises. 
My sex I, ed was comprehensive in Connecticut mm -hmm. from fourth mm -hmm. grade to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. We I, learned about everything in yeah. everybody's bodies, how you're pregnant, what pregnancy right. means, yes. STDs, so, like the whole shebang. What the fuck is the birds and the bees? I don't know. Thank so, you. So my, so my sex education as a young conservative boy was a lot of scientific correct uh, information of this is how pregnancy occurs this is what's mm -hmm. going to happen to your body my, my dad gave me a book basically he gave me a book that was like what's happening to my body what's good for him was it, it was, what to expect when you're expecting no. <laughs> <laughs> no it was like what's happening to my body and the book was very comprehensive very scientifically thorough mm -hmm. good for them but then the attitude around sex was just no don't, don't do talk it. about yeah, it don't don't, about it. don't allude to it don't even i don't want to fucking have yeah. this kind of, yeah it's just conversations and expectations well, those expectation management is just so off the wall so but like think about how females dress in the mormon church right you oh. know like we're not allowed to have like like fully this, covered this would be like oh my goodness she's yeah. a whore you yeah. know like like because my cleavage is out my shoulders are showing like it's just shame. Shame. You're in a tank top. i'm in a tank top oh you know, like, and it's, it's ridiculous. You gotta start recording this because it's so many visual clues. I know, like, somebody, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get on the visual aspect. Yeah, like, you, like, show out well? You, so, like, you can have, like, I think it's three-quarter sleeves at the long, at the shortest. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. So, it's not fundamentalist, of course. We're not in, like, pioneer dreads or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, you know, like, you, you can't be showing your shoulder. You can't wear tank tops. Mm -hmm. You can't wear shorts that come above, like, four inches above your knee or something like that. Damn, like, I hate people telling you what to do. Well, it's also, <laughs> like, this goes back, this thing you think of, like, the school dress code. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, it'll be distracting to boys. Yeah, pretty, pretty the rape thing, just... the rape theory of like, well, she well, wanted she it wearing? because like she, she was wearing, wearing it. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, my sex capades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was your education? <laughs> <money? laughs> sex capades. What was your what was your yeah. So mine was similar, but mine was like I I wasn't taught anything. I literally learned about sex from watching porn with my best friend at her house in the fourth. Oh, grade. that's a rough way to learn about sex. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so like. I I'm did, sorry. I vividly remember, like, we didn't even know what it was. We put it in the VHS player because her VHS mom. VHS porn. Yes. Oh, yeah. VHS porn, baby. Yes. Was there a mustache? No. Okay. No. It was a girl literally riding bareback on a horse to some dude. Like, she's galloping and you can see her, like, you know, you know, like, and um, she, like, got off the horse and, like, they were rolling around in the hay, literally, you know, and it was just this, like, weird, Soft like. Porn? no okay no it was like hey getting into places that would probably give her bv okay like terrible Neat. and <laughs> and so like i'm like well what is this you know and that's where my knowledge started and then like it just like grew from there like just curiosity you know kids yeah. are curious kids right. are curious and so then it just started like well let's look at some more of this let's what is this like oh my god what is this like oh googling this you know like it's just started like snowballing from there right. and then like it's like well my friends are having sex i should have sex mm -hmm. you know but it was always i literally felt like carmen san diego because i was always like having to sneak like you know hide and like i i i yeah. bribed a friend to buy me like some condoms to go have sex with my boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. and i remember passing them off in the hallway like drugs yeah. at high school i bribed someone to buy me a dildo when i was younger really yeah but your parents were so sex positive i know they were buying me a dildo i didn't want to as a child i didn't want ask to ask my parents <laughs> for a dildo <laughs> well you could have yeah i'll run it by my mom later okay so how would you, how would you feel <laughs> how would you have felt i just Okay, what about you? What was your being like? You said you're in therapy since you were 15. You well, said... that was a lot of Oh, same. Yeah. But me too. I lost my mom at 15. My dad had some drug at 18. I had an eating disorder. So I started therapy really early. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Sex-wise, growing up in good old Hamden, Connecticut, which mm-hmm. is in Southern Connecticut, mm-hmm. town of like 60,000 where I grew up, super diverse, 20% white, no, 40% white, 40% black, 20% other people Less. of color, got to see teachers and principals look like me, mm-hmm. full comprehensive sex ed from fourth grade to ninth grade, like I said, um, but my parents were 24 and they had me, so we had a lot of conversations. I'm also an only child, so mm-hmm. I was like, they got it right the first time. So we had a lot of one-on-one conversations, um, but my godmother, she has two daughters, so I was like her third kid. So she said, oh, she had us three girls down and her two sons down separately, and we had like full talks about sex. And, you know, like her husband, my godfather, is a pastor, so it was never like that weird religious shame thing. It was like here's sex this is what happens like this is you know sex should feel good sex should feel like this you're allowed to say no if you change your mind Mm -hmm. like all these different things and I I actually was a virgin till I was 22 because I was just like Mm. no like and I and I even in high school I was like I always I had this conversation with myself growing up like if I were to have sex at 16 and get pregnant would I I was like no I'd probably get an abortion or if I did I would give it up for adoption then as I got older I was like but the adoption system is so ridiculous mm-hmm. and fraught. Um, but just knowing that, like, from a very young age, like, my family was like, you're allowed to do whatever you want with your body. You mm-hmm. have consent. Yep. Um, especially as, like, a young Black girl, like, just yes. being like, you are allowed to have autonomy over your body. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, people are like, you were virgin until you were 22. I'm like, yeah, like, I was just busy. Like, I was doing a bunch of stuff. And, like, yes, my friends were having sex with boys, but all their boyfriends were dumb. So I was like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Like, yeah. my oh, my little baby right. Oprah band was like, I'm trying to build an empire here. I don't have time to get, like, <laughs> caught up in Jeremy. <laughs> Look at that, like, contradiction there, though, is because, like, you're being judged if you have sex, but then you're being judged by others if you tell them that you were virgin until you're 22. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's such it's, a it's just a general shame and yeah, lack it's, of comfort it's shame, with women's shame, bodies shame, shame, you know, in discussion like, of sex. It's like Game of Thrones shame. Like I've, you know? I, like Pride Month's coming up, and I'm here already. Yes. Like I'm on Tumblr, so like that's my only social media really. But I'm already seeing like these posts going around like no kink at Pride. I'm like, nah, why can't kink be at Pride? Because, it's supposed to be because yes. people are uncomfortable with sex. We have this new generation of, of like uh, young gay kids, young queer kids, whatever who are still really right-wing and they don't see how there's a mm. conflict with those two things. Mm. So like, oh, think of the kids and like, kids can know about sex. Yeah. It's totally mm. fine. Kids can know about sex and consent. I, and yeah. Things. Yes, I, they I, should. I stumbled on the porn when I was like 11 years old and I understood what was happening. Mm. Like, because, because <laughs> I, I had no adults talking to me and guiding me, that messed me up way more. Because, oh, yeah, somebody should look at weird porn. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was like, you can delete this if okay, you want. Okay. <laughs> but, but like, my first experience with porn was like, I was looking at Pokemon stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And cool. Now I'm like, there's no adults being like, oh, okay, here's what you saw, here's the yeah. context. I was just a scared 11 year old who thought I was going to hell yeah. for five years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and something else I want to add on to like my little story is like all your parents talk to you about sex. My yeah. parents never. Mm-hmm. It was like a no, like mm-hmm. never spoke. And I think one of the reasons being, I'm, I may be assuming this, I can't really ask, but like, mm. I'm adopted. So mm. like, I, I was seven days old. I was born in Phoenix, Arizona, seven days old, flown over here. I was adopted through private adoption through the church. Um, oh. oh, yes, yes. And it is, Ew. yes, yeah, yeah. they, they used to, they actually stopped. They no that longer have an adoption weird. They stopped. But um, yeah, so I was oh, adopted yeah. through the church. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so I feel like that might've been one of the reasons why they never, like they mm. never, ever talked to me about sex ever. And like, even, even when I was an older teenager, you know, it's like, and they knew what I was doing whenever mm. I got with my father's son, you know, like, well, 
Son's she's my, yeah my son's father <laughs> sorry <laughs> thank you gotta fix that real quick. <laughs> um so like it was not it was not unknown it was just unspoken you yeah. know and all you knew is that you're supposed to be ashamed of it yes all i know is i was supposed to be ashamed i was supposed to hide i was supposed to feel like i'm just being bad and dirty yep. and you know like unloyal to the church and and this <clears throat> church like i i could go on a lot about the mormon church about how they view certain things and the eight wives because they define as elders like anyone older than 20 years old 20? So, yeah. Yeah. So again, I wasn't in the Mormon church for long enough. Like my little brother was a missionary. He's getting out of it now. He's learning. he's still a little Mormon. It's fine. He's still he's he's still more in flavor, but he's realizing uh, as he gets flavor. older, like, oh I good on him. But uh, I was raised a little bit Mormon and you you have these little interviews with elders and they would just kind of talk to you about your personal journey with Christ. And, yep. and, and you're like, oh that's cool. And then like so are you masturbating yet? And you're like a nine-year-old kid alone in this room with this 20-year-old kid them talking to these and you're like oh fuck this is oh i hate someone oh uh, okay and you and like you and then your parents That's are expected. telling you and your parents oh. are telling you hey, this is normal this is what's supposed to be happening yep. and you're like all right cool this so, is fucking weird so for the females in the mormon church you know they have the young men and young oh, women worse. yeah oh yeah it's worse so like for the females you have like you literally are programmed from a young age that you yeah. start having these classes sewing classes cooking classes yeah. you know like you know pioneer days you had to dress in hot pioneer clothes and you had to do the cooking and the cleaning and the weaving and you know all of that like all of it and it you are basically like yes yes like that's, i'm sorry I'm that's really why good. i'm so good at cooking jessica like okay it's nice. <laughs> that's really nice but oh my god yes it's, it's all it's you're you're being molded it's it's cold yes light. it's cold yes light. it yeah. is light. Light. yes sorry. It is. No, i've done a lot of i've gone down mormon rabbit holes yeah. mormonism oh, there's, there's three there's three planes yeah like you've got the terrestrial celestial and what's the other one Oh, I'm too far. It's been 20 years. But (laughs) so like something I found out when my dad died is a year after my dad died. um, I remember it was like around Valentine's Day. It had been a little bit after his one year anniversary of death. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this. It was a a solid chocolate man with white chocolate boxers and hearts on it. You know, I'm sure you've seen him at like CVS and Walgreens or whatever. So I bought it for her and I was like, oh, this is going to be so funny. So I walk up to her and I'm like, here, mom, I bought you the perfect man. I figured you hadn't had me a while laughing, laughing, laughing. And I was like, but for real, you know, like it's been a year, like, are you ready to maybe think about getting back out there, maybe dating? And she dead, dead ass looked me in the face. and was like, I'm not allowed to. And I was like, I'm not allowed to. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, but wait a minute. So-and-so who is a male from the church, he remarried after his wife died of cancer. Well, the men are allowed to because the men can have multiple wives bonded to them in the temple, sealed to them in the temple for when they die and go to heaven, they'll have multiple wives. But the females are not allowed to have multiple husbands. I literally dropped that chocolate man and I said, fuck that and walked out. I was done. Oh, I, my, I was 19. Nope. Just I was 20. Message. It's fascinating. I was 20. Good for you and I was just strong since myself at that age. I didn't. Oh, no, I left the church when I was 16. Right. I left the church when I was 16 because I was told that I was going to hell because I was the black sheep. I was the black sheep of the family, right? I, I listened to metal. Mm-hmm. I cut because yeah. I was depressed. I was in therapy. I wore black. Like, I listened to all kinds of, like, heavy I, music. I had this. Are, are you straight? Are you bi? What are you? I'm straight. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I don't know about other kids that... It's important, I know. (laughs) So the hardest thing for me growing up religious was that it was told that homosexuality was a choice. And for me as a bisexual kid, 
I thought that was true mm-hmm. because it was for me as, oh, I like girls and boys. I like anybody who's nice to me. Yeah. That's, that's still kind of my sexuality in a nutshell, basically. So but like, <laughs> so I was told that thing. So like, I, I was religious until I was like 21, 22. I was still believing in God and still praying before most meals because I was like, this bisexual, this homosexuality thing is a curse or like whatever. And like, meanwhile, something's like, wrong with me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is a choice. I can overcome this with willpower. Mm. So like this mess until I, I fully got away from my parents for a couple of years and really like, Oh, I'm allowed to just like whoever it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like a weight is lifted. Like you can breathe because I remember like when I finally, like, cause I left the church when I was 16, but I didn't fully let go and right. stop like yeah. really feeling doom like the, the doom and gloom and like oppression yeah. like saw the core you know like I didn't let that go until I was well into my older 20s like after yeah. nursing school and I think nursing school helped me because like you see some shit yeah, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I'm done you We're know gonna, I'm gonna have to have you back for a Mormon episode because I have I have <laughs> I have a really good friend of mine, and not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but no, I, have no, a really, I have a really good, you're a friend, and all, all tied together for sure. I have a really good friend of mine, yeah, who is um, a gay man, he's one of four, um, all his siblings, I think, are still Mormon, except except for him, mm-hmm. um, so one of his youngest, um, one of his youngest brother got married, and he couldn't go, because he got married in the church, and, yes. he, and my friend left. And once you leave, like he was like, he went to their wedding, but he had to stand outside to the ceremony in the church. Yeah. And wave. So, okay. Let me tell you something else about this. So recently, yes. Oh, it gets worse. So I have a really good friend who was one of my youth teachers when I was in the church, who I actually reconnected with here in San, or there in San Antonio, we're in Austin, sorry, in San Antonio. And I, we met up for lunch and she was like, oh, I fucking left the church. And I was like, yes, tell me everything. Like what happened? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause she was doing the good Mary Mormon thing, having, making babies, you know, whatever. She's like, well, my sister came out of the closet she came out as lesbian i was like okay cool you know your sister's cool whatever and she was like well the mormon church put out an edict stating that if you have like so say that you have grandparents right and they were gay okay the grandchildren could not be part of the church because their grandparents were gay something like that i i don't i don't remember exactly what it was it was something (laughs) like that it was something so fucking stupid it's called like fruit of the poison tree or something. yeah it's something like that yeah it's like oh because you have a gay mother or father you cannot be baptized into the church we will welcome you to come sit in on our little <coughs> you know whatever they call it i don't remember what they call it anymore temple whatever yeah, like yeah. they won't let you in the temple but they'll let you into the meeting hall. Yeah. yeah but they will not let you be baptized into the church because you have a gay relative who is a mother or a father yes well, that's just mean oh it gets worse like, like if you they, go deep into it it like i mean but my satanic temple would never do that <laughs> so i love that you like because we've had this conversation right mm-hmm. because like i watched the document have you watched the documentary hail satan on netflix no it's amazing okay it's ah. amazing um yes so i love that because let me tell you something the the satanic church could actually like makes waves right satanic temple satanic temple sorry there's, satanic temple makes waves uh quick quick plug spooky. quick plug there's a couple different kinds of satanism for those who are listening um the temple of satan is the good one who's really for women's rights and your own yes. bodily autonomy they do a lot of good work they do a lot of legislative action they, they fight court cases mm-hmm. there's a church of satan which is a way from most of the writings of one dude goes over the northeast and then there's luciferianism which is the weirdos and we don't talk to them yes luciferianisms are the ones who are more so yeah. like, like they they believe in the Lucifer. christian trinity and they t- chose the opposite team we're not talking about those yeah. the temple yes. of satan is more uh, a group of atheists who are very conscientious 
and use uh, Satan as a kind of symbol. Yeah. So this, the temple of Satan, no, Satanic temple. Mm -hmm. So um, they actually did this thing recently where whenever this abortion thing was happening in the state of Texas, uh, mm -hmm. before Roe versus Wade. Yes. They, um, what was his name? Was it the, the guy who's like in charge of it? Lucian. Yes. So he actually t uh, told the Texas Senate like, hey, we are a religious basis. Mm -hmm. We are a religion and we want our people to still have access to abortions because it's what we believe in. So yes. you cannot. Yes. So how do you fight that? How do you fight religion? Because you're not allowed to, right? Mm -hmm. And then they also stopped from the Ten Commandments being put up in Alabama. You might be right. Oklahoma? Yes. But they, I think it was both. But uh, they wanted to put up a Baphomet statue. Yeah, because it is freedom of religion. And they mm -hmm. wanted to put the Ten Commandments on a congressional, like, a public place a public place mm -hmm. that is like it's public it's it's for like federal stuff you know like it's not about religion mm -hmm. and so they brought this baphomet beautiful baphomet statue that they had oh, yeah. made, you know thing, very well yes. sculpted and they were like okay well we're gonna put it in like the insanity like the mayor was losing his shit yeah. and it was hilarious like, do you believe in free religion or are you just christian yeah that's they're just yeah. christian it's a fun yeah. counter thing yeah. yes <laughs> yes um, ah. the satanic temple has two court cases with texas right now both one is about the eight-week heartbeat act, which is completely different. And the other one's supposed to help with Roe v. Wade. So fun, let's 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 talk about this topic. Yeah. So abortions, right? I mean, that's now, the topic we came here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> An hour and 20 minutes later. <laughs> oh, um, so the thing is, um, we're not when I, I feel like part of the thing with abortions is when people hear the word abortion, they're thinking we're literally going to take out six month old babies yes. and stab them in the brain. Mm -hmm. And that's not what it is mm -hmm. for abortions. They will happen. Like if, if they're legalized, I highly doubt they're going to allow abortions past like what, two and a half, three I months, say two months. Yeah. yeah. For viability, uh, yeah. viability at a good hospital, I think it's 23 and three days. Yeah. Well, that's, that's viability. So the thing with Roe v. Wade originally, the original precedent was it's founded on the 14th Amendment for the right to privacy. Mm -hmm. So they're like, it's none of our fucking business what they do. It's between the medical, the medical professional and the person getting the abortion. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So they would do it on the best medical advice. It was a very individualized thing. Later, they changed it and adopted the trimester system. But that's how we're going to judge it based on where they are at this particular trimester. Yeah. And then they restricted it more to whatever. It went from reasonable access to more and more restrictive. And now they're trying to repeal it entirely. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, whatever, I feel a lot of us can safely argue that if you make it past viability, most likely the pregnancy is wanted. Mm hmm. Mm. Lightly. Mm. Lightly. I can, lightly. I can lightly. It's it's that. not an argument that I really care. No, it's it not an argument I care yeah, about. Yeah. But again, I think it's kind of tying back for me with some of my more religious family members mm -hmm. whenever we talk about abortion. They always talk about late term abortion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where the when, when the fuck is happened? this happening? Yeah. When why do you think this is happening all the yeah. time? Yeah. So it's like whatever. It's whatever. I think but I think at that point to go with what you said, like I think if it's later in the pregnancy, I think at that point, if it's becoming unwanted pregnancy, mm. that point is okay, let's start talking about adoption options exactly. and that kind of stuff. Because yeah. you know, there is more viability of life. And morally and ethically, um, a good practicing doctor probably won't mm. do that. Because like I think that's where I'm sitting emotionally. It's just like if you get to viability, I'm like, well, fuck, now I actually have a problem I have to talk about. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. That's where I'm at. Because the thing is, like, I think it's harder for us because we are the ones who have to actually, like, handle these patients. Talk to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who have to talk to them. We're the ones who take care of them. We're not even talking about yet. Oh, just with the whole abortion thing. Whatever. I gotta oh, yeah. say, I'm gonna forget. So, with Roe v. Roe v. Wade being appealed, 
um, doctors are getting hit with felonies for doing yep. abortions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's just we all screwed up. Our license. If we get resources, mm-hmm. I can get pregnant. Connor can take me across the state border to go get something, and then he can get hit with That's a felony too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's 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 part again dystopian as shit. again. Kudos to the Republicans for just pushing their agenda. Oh yeah, they got it. Look in at there. them for just fucking playing the game better than anyone's ever played it. Yeah, but again, I wish we had a far left team. I wish the Democrats were there. But but again, I still don't think it has nothing to do with Republican and Democratic. It's about power and control. Mm-hmm. It's about just suppressing people yes. and making sure that they can keep. And Democrats are for that too. You know, like it's it's about power and control. Uh, the 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 best way I can I guess summarize such a complicated thing is the right wing's job is to push you more to the right. The Democrats' job is to keep you from going left. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> that's what I keep. Saying. I mean, for, for, this is all redacted. But, <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically in the action. Constitution. But well, some a point that I would like to make is you know I keep saying that it's dumb, but whatever. Uh, so like the that's thing true. is is I really want these these individual politicians who are making this decision what i would like for to happen is for them have to stay with a victim of sexual assault and tell them that they you know go through the trauma of hey you've been raped this is this this we have to test you we have to look at you we have to do all this and that hold on hold on i see you shaking your big mushy head hold on um (laughs) (laughs) you're very curly hair yes i like it it's red um but like like just make them go through the process, like, and then have them be the one to tell this person who was raped, you're pregnant, but I'm not going to let you have an abortion. But now you're assuming oh, they would have, have oh, they would have no problem with that because they don't see them as people. Right. It's just heartlessness, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, it's your fault you got raped. You know, like what, mm-hmm. what were you wearing? What were you doing? They, were you, you intimidating him? Or uh, you and, wearing, you, you know? and you can, and you can have these, these like, well, if I, if I had my choice, here's what I would do. But in the real world, what we can do is make politicians terrified. We can protest outside their houses, make them look over their shoulder constantly, make them know that if you do this, if you change this legislation that changes my life, I'm going to be here with you. Yeah. You're going to have consequences. Your family's yeah. going to know that I hate you. Your loved ones are going to know that I hate you. We're going to be outside your door. But the thing because, is, but you're, because but you're it's legal. That from a, but you're saying that from a very strong-minded person's point of view. Yes. Not everybody is strong like that, especially females who are in a situation that's so traumatic. You know, oh, like, yeah, sure. What's really fun is the Supreme Court defended a, a, board, a pro-life activist. They're allowed to protest outside your house. They're allowed to express their First Amendment right of freedom of speech right. to go and say, oh, this person had an abortion, shame on them. But they just passed it in two days that we're not allowed to protest outside the Supreme Court's house. Mm-hmm. Right, because they know they want to cover their asses. They, they're afraid. It's, it's uncomfy. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. did your feelings get hurt? Consequences for my actions. But like, but the thing is, is and this is what ties into like in the medical field, right? Mm-hmm. Suicide rates are going to skyrocket. We've yep. already yep. said that. The yep. thing is, is like, mm-hmm. because, you know, we're all very like strong minded. We're strong people in this room. Right. But yep. Mary Sue down the road is not that strong right you know like and even if she's not a victim of sexual assault even if she had sex made you know not necessarily made a mistake but just had sex you know got pregnant, got pregnant doesn't want yeah. this child cannot take care of this child does not see a light at the end of the tunnel mental illness in this mm-hmm. is such a thing and mary sue decides to take her life mm-hmm. and that's why i'm glad connor's here because this is what i said to jessica because now mary sue's father mm-hmm. has to deal with the death of his daughter because she was not allowed to have an abortion. 
or her brother, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to Tiffany about this the other night. Cause yeah. I was just like, so I've noticed a lot of people seem to be fine with abortion to save the life of the mother. I'm like, so the baby. Oh, like, like no, the life of the mother, life of the mother for ectopic pregnancies or just good. If I'm suicidal, cause I'm pregnant and I cannot get this abortion. Can I have the abortion? It's going to save my life and make me not suicidal. And like I if I just take this down. thing away. Because here's how they're going to get around that is they're going to say, okay, well, you're admitting to us that you're going to commit self-harm. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in a monitor facility yep. and monitor you through your pregnancy. Yes. In a psych hold, which a judge can sign off on for the term of your pregnancy, not 72 I'll hours. Just 72 you. hours is mandatory. I mean, you just saw Brittany got free. Like, would that be the same thing? They would just sign over here. Go, Brittany. Free Brittany. Um, yeah. But she's free. She's free. She's free. Yeah. Um, I know. But so, like, they would, right? They would, like, make sure that you had that, you know, pregnancy to term, force you to have the baby. And then after you had the baby, they're basically going to say, fuck you, do what you want. You know, because then you can go and kill yourself if you want. It's, it's it's draconian, is what it is. It's it's just it goes back into the days where, you know, women were basically traded off for cattle type of situation. You know, like they just didn't give a shit. Women are not people. That's a that's another fun topic. I was also talking to people about like if you're going to force women to have the pregnancy. One of the major issues I see is. I still have to play host for 10 lunar months. Yes. I cannot drink. I cannot do drugs. I cannot do the things I want to do because I am pregnant. So for opening this thing up and letting women stay pregnant, forcing women to stay pregnant, are you going to let them do what they want with their body? And the answer is still no. No, because it puts harm onto the, the baby. The baby. Mm-hmm. Which so, also can be a felony, I guess. So a trigger loss for that now. So that's exciting. But here's the thing with that. You just reminded me of something. Now what's going to happen is people who are pregnant in this situation, they're going to go back to trying these old wives tales methods of getting rid of the baby. Mm-hmm. They're going to be drinking Drano margaritas. Don't do that. They're going to be putting wire hangers. wire hangers up into their, you know, uterus and trying to cover it out. Don't do that. You know, like they're going to be having their friends but try to, stairs. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like all kinds of crazy shit because that's what women were forced to do back in the day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like all kinds of stuff, you know, and it's just the mortality rate's going to raise child abuse rates are going to raise i'm sorry but you cannot force somebody who does not want to be a parent to, to be, be a parent, parent. Mm-hmm. because that is exactly why we have so many abused children mm-hmm. in this world why would you want to add to that you know like why would you want to you know tell this person who doesn't want to be a parent who's not fit to be a parent possibly you're going to be a parent and then they have the child and guess what they no bash the baby's brain in you know like yeah. it's 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 very hard you know Rage. Lead into the rage. Um, whatever. We already talked about sexual assault. So if my sexual assault that happened, um, of course I got asked the what were you wearing question, which I thought was very fun. Ooh, it's fine. Um, the world's great. Uh and they don't provide prep in hospitals for sexual assault, is what I was told. Or PEP. PEP. I didn't know PEP was real until I started my new job. So interesting fact. Yeah. So interesting fact that I was told, huh? You're gonna plug it real quick? No. Prep and prep. What is prep? Oh, so, oh, so plug it. Yeah, I was like, unplug it. Why are we unplugging it? <laughs> so prep is pr- um, prevent. Pro- it's prophylactic. It's prophylactic. It's preventative um, medication that you can take daily to help prevent the spread of HIV through people who are positive, stuff like that. Um, and then PEP is post-exposure prophylactis, meaning that you've had an encounter with somebody that you're not sure their status, if they're HIV positive or not. So you get on this medication for 30, 30 days. days and it is to prevent you from getting HIV if they did have it. And then there's also ART, which can lower your um, 
that's for people who already have, have HIV. HIV and they can lower their levels to where it can no longer be transmitted hmm. to partners. Oh, it's awesome. It's like, amazing. We live in a world Science. now where it is easier to live with HIV than it oh, is yes. to have diabetes. And on that note, look at how far we have come in medical science in leaps and bounds in society. And yet we are still acting like kids playing in mud with this stupid abortion shit. Like it is, it's just, it's just healthcare and no, no, it's just women's healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. It's women's healthcare because men can get healthcare. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my favorite you just thing get is, Viagra. Like, yeah. Also men, men's, uh, it's been a minute and like, don't quote me on this. I'm not a medical professional, but, uh, you're an engineer. <laughs> <I'm> an engineer. <laughs> there, men's birth control is fucking cool in other countries there's this thing called RISIC resistive inhibition of sperm under guidance they put mm-hmm. a gel inside of the tubes that deliver the sperm so they stop delivering the sperm it is really easy to have done it lasts for about five to ten years don't quote me on that and they can remove by just doing a baking soda mix and into there and it gets it out now why do you yeah. why do you think that's not legal in the United States well you know why it's not legal oh I know why it's not legal but no, I want Connor. you to say it. why is it not legal Connor because everything is about burdening women we don't see women as people any it's 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 about money and kickbacks from pharmacy let's talk about the kickbacks from pharmacy <laughs> that the government gets I think it, it, those are issues. yes oh man another podcast we're gonna have like a we list of let's talk about this we're gonna have the, but, the, um, the, the quarterly meetup of us just talking about all of this so, yeah <laughs> and i'll bring more cookies or so, um, I'll, I'll i'll bring it uh so a lot of again republicans i, I want i want to convert atheists and believers here i want to get people on our side and see that our side of it the arguments that made me grow more left and become a lot more pro-abortion, pro-choice, was that just seeing the actual data of what happened when you gave people sexual education, access to abortion, so many net positives. Yes. So, yes. Just, so just from, even if I don't see people and I don't hear these emotional arguments, which are very valid, the things that helped me were, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, I hear statistics and numbers a lot louder, was when you have access to abortion and sexual education, you see teen pregnancy rates plummet. Plummet. You see STI rates plummet. You see people going to school more. You see wealth go up in the community. Mm -hmm. You see poverty go limit because people aren't having these kids they don't want to have. And you can explain the reasons, but the thing that converted me was when you give people an education about sex and a choice in their sex lives and whether or not they want to have kids in a real meaningful way, you see the the community blossom. You see kids getting abused less. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have a strong, intelligent, cool ass country that you can be proud of and you can feel safe in, you need to give people access to abortions. You need to be comfortable talking about sex. You need to educate people about sex. Right, because sex is not not happening. Yeah. Sex is happening, you know? And that's, I think that's what pisses me off the most because like I, one of the things that I have been really striving with Mm -hmm. where I work, um, I think I told you about the project that I'm working on where I work, it's still a work in progress you know, is putting out proper education out there mm-hmm. to people, not, not just our patients, but to people mm-hmm. in general about this is what this is. This is what this is. This is an STI. It's 100% curable. People yeah. have no education on STIs. Like they think that gonorrhea and chlamydia stays with them forever. It's yeah. not I had, I had a teenager crying because they had chlamydia and they thought they were going to get HIV from it. And yes. I was like, okay. Yes. And that is, let's because, talk a lot. Yes. <laughs> And that's because they're not getting educated in the state of Texas because sex is bad. It's like mm-hmm. fucking cavemen, like sex bad. You know, like it's stupid. Again, it's, it's very fun that we have really bad sex ed here and we have crazy teen pregnancy rates. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know, and but it makes me feel fulfilled and feel better despite that, mm-hmm. that our job, what we get to do, what the education we get to give, just being there, being a sounding board, being there to help, like it is a very fulfilling thing, right? Like yeah. it, it, it makes a bad situation a little bit better in this state, you know, like it, it helps, but with the abortion thing, it, 
I honestly have been terrified. I have been worried because like, we are still going to try to, I know we will still try to give resources Mm -hmm. and I'm not, not going to stop. I know. And it's like, it's something that we have to make the the decision. Like, is it worth our license? It's still going to happen. Like we've been talking like abortions are still going to happen. It's just going to be botched ones or done in different states. Right. And then they're going to start taking licenses away from good medical professionals Mm -hmm. that want to help these people and take care of them. And it's just going to keep the bad ones in there that, you know, it's such a domino effect. And Mm -hmm. people, like I said before, people are not looking at the bigger picture, you know, like it's just, oh, this is wrong. My favorite argument, you see, like a like a gun argument, with a lot of right wing people were like, "Well, you can't outlaw guns because then the bad guys are going to get guns. Let's make it legal so the good guys can get guns too." It's like you see how that argument would parallel with the situation of abortions are still going to happen if you make them illegal. Just the bad ones are going to happen now. Drugs are illegal. <laughs> Drugs are illegal. Heroin's oh, illegal. Oh, Cocaine's we illegal. Addiction. We have a lot of drug addiction. That's a different conversation. Like, <laughs> oh, just more things to talk about. Oh yes. Yeah. Like it's shooting yourself in the foot, basically. Like, you know, you you can't see the forest for the trees. So many analogies, so many metaphors, like the bottom line. But if I make it illegal and I felonize it, well, if you're a felony, that means you can't vote. You're a felony. Yep. Yep. So it's talking about the prison industrial complex and a whole different conversation. On another episode. Oh yeah, it's almost two hours, isn't it? Yeah, we have have chatted today. All right. Uh, This was fantastic. I'll obviously have you all back for episodes two through seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're gonna talk about Half Piece America, which you can do. Yeah, great, can't wait. I have nothing else going on. Just, you know, just sitting here recording a podcast. Um, At the end of every episode, I do like to ask my guests what is the best advice you were ever given and what's a piece of advice you would give to yourself mm-hmm. so each of you can answer no pressure i'll go first yeah go means. no y'all go first oh the best advice um i didn't receive this advice i guess it's kind of bastardizing a quote uh so i was raised in the nuclear community that's where my engineering basics come from uh there's a, a stalwart man in the community called admiral hyman g rickover um he has this quote that's uh so he his his legacy is zero nuclear accidents. The nuclear United States Navy has never had an accident. They are a very safe program. And he got asked by like the Soviets and a couple of people who had accidents in the programs, what would you do different? He's like, how dare you reduce it to one thing? How dare you think it's so simple as one simple trick? It's everything. And so I guess my advice is there are hundreds of things you need to no, to be a functioning rational adult, you need to know how taxes work and how communication skills work, how to de-escalate situations. You need to understand about law and health for some reason, you know how income tax works. There's so many things that go into just being a functional adult who has a handle on shit. The only way you learn these things is by being present. If you can do one thing, just show up in your life right now, pay attention, listen to people, try to learn. And if there's one thing I could tell my younger self is don't get married at 19. (laughs) Don't have kids at 19. (laughs) It's going to ruin you, kid. (laughs) Um, My advice I actually got from my husband, Connor, which is uh, suffering is rooted in the little stories that you tell yourself. Um, For me, I get caught in the weeds a lot about what I want to do and what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. And I can't see if I actually like it anymore. Um, It happened with nursing. Of course, COVID didn't make anything easier. Um, But yeah, just see things for what they are. Stop trying to tell yourself a story. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess um, 
Oh, did you want to like give advice to your oh, yourself? No, that's you. my okay. that's my advice. <laughs> I guess my advice to my sixteen year old self is it gets better. Yeah. It, oh, it gets so much better. Yeah, it gets better. You guys remember your expectations at sixteen and how shit, shitty I had none. Be? I had well, I did oh. have expectations, but they were like, oh, I'm gonna Bad. become a, like a singer, a famous singer, and I'm gonna do it with my band. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, like expectation management's everything, but uh. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the advice that I would give is, you know, like nobody has their shit together. Nobody, nobody has Mm. their shit together. And um, like was said in my intro, I'm a very big mental health advocate. So Mm. understand that you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not the only person having these hard thoughts, having this hard struggle, having the anxiety, like find yourself a good small circle, keep your circle small. If you feel comfortable with that and find a good sounding board and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, like, because there are so many people out there that would be willing to help. Don't be afraid to look stupid and ask questions. Yes. Yeah, don't be ask afraid to questions. look stupid. There's shame. no stupid questions. Right. Like, and, some, and some people are going to try and make you feel bad and shame you for, oh, how don't you know this? Motherfucker, I'm asking. I'm trying to learn. Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly what I say to people, too. <laughs> yeah. Learn publicly. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you have questions and you do not feel comfortable going to your healthcare provider, if you have a PCP mm-hmm. or a doctor that you go to and you do not feel comfortable asking them questions, call a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. They would be happy to talk to you. I'll talk to you for hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we like we love taking care of people. We love taking care of our patients and we love as, like answering questions about sexual health and wellness that you're just not given in in this state. Becoming country. Yep. That's it. This week's episode of the tea with Bree. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the tea with Bree. Send me an email at the tea with Bree at gmail.com and visit the website, the tea with Bree podcast.com. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe on Apple podcasts or we get your podcast, a special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.